Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. Here's Ken Levine. We are completely sold out for the reading of my pilot snobs on July 20th. Thank you so much to everyone who requested tickets. Really sorry that I couldn't accommodate all of you. It's a very small theater. But as a consolation, everybody who wrote in got a PDF of our very first MASH script with the original tag that never got filmed. Yes, it's a collector's item. But you know what? If you send me an email to hollywoodlevine at outlook.com, Yeah, I'm going to send it to you anyway. So uh, if you want a PDF of Out of Sight, Out of Mind, our first MASH script, just write me at hollywoodlevine at outlook.com and I'll send it back to you. Getting back to the reading, I am doing it for this podcast. So we'll do it on July 20th and then the following week I will play it back right here. Also, I am planning on attempting an open mic night Oh my God, I'm going to regret this. I just know. I've never done this before, but I am going to do a stand-up routine. I'm preparing my material, and so I'm working on a date and a venue, and I'll get back to you with the details. Okay, enough old business. Let's get to this week. Now, this week, I'm going to share a one-act play that I wrote and directed. Hopefully, you'll get a couple of chuckles out of it, and then... I'm going to break it down. You'll see what I mean in a minute. So lots going on. Ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Let's get to it. Hollywood and the fine. When you watch a movie or a TV show or a play, do you ever wonder to yourself, what was going through the writer's mind when he was writing this? In some cases, you're saying, what the fuck was he thinking? But as an experiment for the podcast this week, what I'm going to do is this. I wrote and directed a one-act play, a short comedy piece that was produced at the Whitefire Theater in the San Fernando Valley back in the, I think, fall of 2015. And I'm going to play it for you, and then I'm going to play it again. But the second time, I'm going to stop it periodically, and I am going to share with you what my thought process was, why I did it a certain way, the things I was trying to achieve, so you really get a sense of of what was going on behind the scenes as I wrote this piece. 
It's called Waiting for Go, which is actually a play on words on the play Waiting for Godot. And the premise was this. A U.S. senator in a hotel room in Las Vegas calls for a hooker. She's about to arrive, and he realizes, oh, my God, I forgot to take my Viagra. So now he's got to kill time for 20 minutes before it kicks in. The two stars are Paul Pape and Liz Bliss. And just to give you a sense of the set, it's a hotel suite. And actually, we just had a couch in the middle, small wet bar at one end, a table with a telephone at the other. There was like a big picture window and you saw the Vegas skyline. And that was it. There was a door on one side and on the other side, it was a door leading to the bedroom. Paul was just wearing a a shirt and pants and Liz came in wearing an overcoat over a very slinky outfit. Okay, let's listen to Waiting for Go. No, Chad, I won't be back in Washington until Thursday. Yeah, still in Vegas for this damn car show. Chairing the hearings on auto safety next month. Want to make sure I see all the new models firsthand. Yeah, those models, too. (laughs) I tell you, they're smoking. And I guarantee you, not one of them is from my home state, you know? They sure got my juices jangling, though, that's for sure. I got a hooker coming up here any minute. (laughs) Oh, shit. Forgot to take my Viagra. Hang on a second. Damn it. Oh, God. Christ. It's going to take 20 minutes for this thing to kick in. Hope she's not a ditz. 20 minutes could be an eternity. I was stuck in an elevator with Sarah Palin for only two minutes. I thought I was going to kill myself. (laughs) That's after I killed her first. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I'll get lucky. Should be late, you know. Oh, shit. You know what? I swear. In Vegas, hookers have a faster response time than paramedics. (laughs) All right, I got to go. I'll see Hang on, I'll be right there. Yes, yes. Could you send up another bottle of champagne to the executive king suite, please? Yes, thank you. This is Senator Dan Muldoon. Thank you. Okay. Hi, you're uh, Norbert Fitzsimmons? Yes, yes, I am. And you're... uh... Penelope Cruz. (laughs) I'm Nicole. What's your real name, Norbert Fitzsimmons? That is my real name. Oh, bullshit. It is, I swear. Okay. So when I'm about to have the most awesome, earth-shattering orgasm I've ever had in my entire life, you're going to be okay with me screaming out, Oh, Norbert! (laughs) It's Dan. Better. And you're, uh... What, not still a Girl Scout? Is that what you're trying to say? No. What do you want, some little Lolita who's too young to even get that reference? You're paying for experience, acting ability, and flexibility. I'm full service from S&M to CPR. Seriously, I'm thrilled. You're as beautiful as any actress on the screen. Oh, thanks. I used to be an actress. Oh, really? What made you give it up? I don't know. I just felt cheap. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, let's get started. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk a little bit first. Get to know each other. I don't want to make love to a complete stranger. I want to get to know you, Nicole. You know, a unique, special individual with dreams and aspirations and a thousand and one rare qualities. <laughs> Viagra hasn't kicked in yet, has it? <laughs> No, I'm a good 15 minutes away. Finally, you're being honest with me. Yay, you. Yeah. It's all right. We've got a whole hour. <laughs> Thanks. Relieved to hear you say that. Thank you. What the fuck are we going to do for the next 15 minutes? <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about you. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather talk about how your wife doesn't understand you? You're, you're doing this to reaffirm your masculinity. You have no control Let's over talk the about rest you. of your life. You're rebelling against your faith. Your wife won't play at You, for the life of God. You. Okay, fine. My boyfriend stole all my money in my car and he split. Last December, I fell off a ladder and I broke my ankle in three different places, so I needed surgery, crutches, rehab. I was out of work for almost a whole year, and I didn't have any health insurance, so I took a loan out from some not-so-very-nice guys, and I owe them over a hundred grand. You know, maybe if you stroke it, the drug will kick in a little bit quicker. Hey, asshole, did I ask you for the money? Uh, no. You want us to know about my life, and I told you. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. I jumped to conclusions. I don't you know, know what kind of women you're used to being with. Hey, like I said, my bad. What, you're pissed? This is crazy. I got to win over the hooker? <laughs> no, you know what? You're right. We're on your dime. Let's start over. Thank you. Thank you. For the record, no, you did not ask me for any money. Damn straight. I'd never do that. It's $1,000 up front. Right. Give me a second. It's in my room safe. I take cash, chips, and the Navy Federal Credit Union rewards card. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, you went to the car show? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe the way those women just stand around and model. I mean, it's like they're props. They're half-dressed, you know, pieces of meat. It's pathetic. Don't they have any self-respect? Whores. There you go. Oh, thanks. Drop in a bucket, but maybe it'll help a little bit. Yeah, no worries. I have other money coming in. I just signed a book deal with HarperCollins. I'm writing a juicy expose on all the celebrities I've done. <coughs> Say again? I'm writing my memoirs, you know, telling tales, naming names. I was the first girl Donald Trump ever called a pig. Oh, dear God. Yeah, you know, I'm dishing on movie stars, TV stars, politicians. Hot the NFL. I'm calling it If Those Lips Could Talk. <laughs> Good thing you're not famous, huh? Yeah, right. What do you do, Danny? Who, me? I, uh... Car industry, I'm guessing. Uh, yes, exactly. That's it. Uh, exactly. That's it exactly. From uh, the looks of this suite, I'd say you're a pretty major player. Uh, yeah, I'm a vice president uh, at Ford. Mm -hmm. Auto safety. I'm in charge of uh, auto safety uh, at Ford. Ford makes those hot Mustangs, right? Yeah. But I don't get any kind of an employee discount. Did I ask you to get me a deal on a car? <laughs> Jesus, I just asked if Ford makes Mustangs. What is with you? Uh, you know what? I jumped the gun again. I'm sorry. Come on already. Jeez. I only ask because I have an issue with those Mustangs. The way the gear shift is located between those two seats, it makes it almost impossible to give a guy a blowjob on one of those things. 
In a former life, I must have killed Gandhi. I mean, if that's the case, what's the point of a dude even owning a Mustang? Because otherwise, it's just a shitty Ford. You know what? I'll, I'll look into that. I'm involved in a lot of other safety projects right now, but, you know, I will look into that. Like what? What do you mean? What else are you working on? What other projects? Still got eight minutes. <laughs> well, um... Well, we're testing a device that determines whether a driver is too fatigued or inebriated to continue. You see, it remembers his normal behavior, and sensors will actually shut the car off if his driving becomes too erratic. So there seems to be some objection to that, so there's going to be some Senate hearings and that sort of thing. And at stake is whether a driver should be warned or not first, you see. so. You know what, you're right. Why don't you let me stroke you and see if we can get this thing cranking already? <laughs> You know, I, I, I think I'm starting to feel something. Over vehicle sensors? <laughs> Middle age. Let me slip into the bathroom there. You know, I got a couple of condoms back there. You do that, Tiger. <laughs> okay. The couple's being optimistic. <laughs> Hello, dance phone. What? Oh, he's just in the other room. What's that? Sure, I'll, I'll wait. Please hold for the president. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. President. Yeah, he'll be back in just a sec. Listen, while I've got you, when was the last time you got a blowjob in one of your cars? I mean, you can't just keep whipping it out in the house, right? Aren't you the one who said, go further with Ford? Who are you talking to? The president. The president. See, because here's oh, what you're going to find. Shit. The first lady who does it to you is going to strain Jimmy. her neck. <laughs> hello. Hi. Mr. President, hi, it's Dan. I'm sorry, there's been a slight misunderstanding. <laughs> who, who that? Uh, no, that's a producer with Fox News. I'm about to call her bureau chief next, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea why she's asking you about blowjobs. <laughs> you know, but it's it's Fox News. When does proof ever matter, right? <laughs> uh, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, Yes, yes, I talked to Maury and Sheldon, and it took a little bit of arm twisting, but they will support the bill. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you're right. Uh, if it's between two consenting adults, what uh, business is it of foxes? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for calling, sir. It is always an honor, and you have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you. All right. Bye now. What the fuck? What the fuck is right? I was just talking to the President of the United States? Yes! Cool! You just asked the leader of the free world whether he gets a Hummer in a car! If Ann Curry had asked that question, she'd still be on the Today Show. This could not possibly get any worse. You're someone famous, aren't you? And once again, I'm wrong. So who are you, a senator? Congressman? Vice President? You don't recognize the Vice President of the United States? <laughs> Not by face. <laughs> Miss, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I still keep the money. Yeah, that's fine. Just go. All right, you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. For the record, mm -hmm. we never did anything. Okay, see ya. Yes. <laughs> Oh, great. Now it kicks in. <laughs> Wait. Yeah? Uh, okay. Okay what? 
You can stay. Are you serious? You men are fucking unbelievable. You could get caught. You could end up in my book. Maybe destroy your entire career. Everything you've ever worked for, yet you would still risk it all just to get laid. Although, yes, by the girl of your dreams. <laughs> but still, what is with you? How can you be so smart yet so insanely dumb? You know what? You're right. I'm an idiot. Thank you very much. It was very nice meeting you. Use your head, dipstick. It's a brutal world. Yes, don't I know it. You know, again, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call your kids. Praise Jesus. Rub yeah. one out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I just survived a tornado. Surprised I didn't see cows flying by. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now I know why my voters believe in you. You have saved me from utter disaster. Oh, who am I kidding? <laughs> yes, yes. Could you send me up another escort to the Executive King Suite, please? Suite. What? No, two hours is too long. Four hours and I'll be in the ER. <laughs> Listen to me. This is Senator Daniel J. Muldoon. One call from me and I can have you fired, audited, and enrolled in Obamacare. <laughs> That's what I thought. Just make sure she's up here and quick. Thank you. Oh, Hello. Hey, Gloria. Hi, honey. How are you? Yeah, you know, this isn't really a great time, honey. I was just about to turn in, you know, and uh, what's the matter? Why are you crying? The kid's okay? Okay, good, good. Well, what's the matter then? Okay, the Bergmans are getting a divorce. Okay, uh, he cheated on her. I see. Okay, well, I've never heard you talk like that before, honey. Uh, uh, you, yes, it's horrible, and he's an asshole, and he'll get his, and... But that's them. That's not us. I would never do anything like that to you. You know, honey, I've got to go. I've got the president on the other line. Yeah. No, no, he can't call back. No. Okay, you know, we'll talk about this again tomorrow, okay? I love you. Yep, just you, only you, nobody but you, honey. Okay, bye-bye. Senator Daniel J. Muldoon. <laughs> or should I say, Chapter 10. How would you like to be state treasurer? <laughs> okay, so now you've heard the whole thing. Let's do it again, but this time I'm going to be starting it and stopping it and giving my commentary in the middle. So here's what I had to do at the beginning. I had to establish the premise, which again is that a guy calls for a hooker but forgets to take his Viagra and has to kill 20 minutes. We also have to introduce him as a character we need to know that he's a senator. We also have to establish that it's a suite in Las Vegas. We need a reason for him to be there. We also need to establish the premise. If he's alone in the room, how's he going to do that? So I figured let's do it with a phone call. 
And so that's how it begins. No, Chad, I won't be back in Washington until Thursday. Yeah. Still in Vegas for this damn car show. Chairing the hearings on auto safety next month. Want to make sure I see all the new models firsthand. Yeah, those models too. <laughs> I'll tell you, they're smoking. And I guarantee you not one of them is from my home state, you know? They sure got my juices jangling, though, that's for sure. I got a hooker coming up here any minute. <laughs> oh, shit. Forgot to take my Viagra. Hang on a second. Damn it. Christ, it's going to take 20 minutes for this thing to kick in. Hope she's not a ditz. 20 minutes could be an eternity. I was stuck in an elevator with Sarah Palin for only two minutes. I thought I was going to kill myself. <laughs> That's after I killed her first. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I'll get lucky. Should be late, you know. Oh, shit. You know what? I swear. In Vegas, hookers have a faster response time than paramedics. <laughs> yeah. All right, I gotta go. I'll see. <laughs> Hang on, I'll be right there. Okay, at this point, I needed him to call room service for a couple of reasons. Number one, I had to really establish that this is the king's suite, that as a senator, he's really staying in a ritzy suite in the hotel. And number two, it was very important that I get his name out. That way, when the hooker arrives and has a different name for him, it's very clear to the audience. Yes, yes. Could you send up another bottle of champagne to the executive king suite, please? Yes, thank you. This is Senator Dan Muldoon. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Hi, you're uh, Norbert Fitzsimmons? Yes, yes, I am. And you're... Uh... Penelope Cruz. <laughs> I'm Nicole. What's your real name, Norbert Fitzsimmons? That is my real name. Oh, bullshit. It is, I swear. Okay. So when I'm about to have the most awesome, earth-shattering orgasm I've ever had in my entire life, you're going to be okay with me screaming out, Oh, Norbert! (laughs) It's Dan. Better. Penelope Cruz got a big laugh because Penelope Cruz is tall and brunette and Liz is short and blonde. And it also served the purpose that right away, you know, this is a hooker who has a great bullshit detector and she's very feisty. You get a lot more comedy out of that. And the point of the play throughout, you will notice as it unfolds, is to try to keep Dan as off balance as I possibly can. I mean, it's a power struggle back and forth between the two of them. And here he is, a senator, and yet this call girl basically has his number. Also, I wanted to keep the pressure applied to him. And you will see as it goes on, I just keep making it worse and worse and worse. Also, I wanted to establish that she's not 19 years old. I didn't want it to be really creepy with a middle-aged senator and some teenager. Sorry, Woody Allen. And you're, uh... What, not still a Girl Scout? Is that what you're trying to say? No. What do you want, some little Lolita who's too young to even get that reference? You're paying for experience. 
acting ability, and flexibility. I'm full service from SNM to CPR. Seriously, I'm thrilled. You're as beautiful as any actress on the screen. Oh, thanks. I used to be an actress. Oh, really? What made you give it up? I don't know. I just felt cheap. <laughs> okay. Now the fun is dealing with the stall. What is he going to do to kill 20 minutes? Well, let's get started. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk a little bit first. Get to know each other. I don't want to make love to a complete stranger. I want to get to know you, Nicole. You know, a unique, special individual with dreams and aspirations and a thousand and one rare qualities. <laughs> Viagra hasn't kicked in yet, has it? <laughs> no, I'm a good 15 minutes away. Finally, you're being honest with me. Yay, you. Yeah. It's all right. We've got a whole hour. <laughs> Thanks. Relieved to hear you say that. Thank you. What the fuck are we going to do for the next 15 minutes? <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about you. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather talk about how your wife doesn't understand you? You're, you're doing this to reaffirm your masculinity. You have no control over the rest you. of your life. You're rebelling against your faith. Your wife won't play at You, for the life of God. You. Okay, fine. My boyfriend stole all my money in my car and he split. Last December, I fell off a ladder and I broke my ankle in three different places, so I needed surgery, crutches, rehab. I was out of work for almost a whole year and I didn't have any health insurance, so I took a loan out from some not-so-very-nice guys and I owe them over a hundred grand. You know, maybe if you stroke it, the drug will kick in a little bit quicker. Here, you know. Hey, asshole, did I ask you for the money? Uh, no. You wanted to know about my life and I told you. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. I jumped to conclusions. I don't you know, know what kind of women you're used to being with. Hey, like I said, my bad. What, you're pissed? This is crazy. I got to win over the hooker? <laughs> no, you know what? You're right. We're on your dime. Let's start over. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For the record, no, you did not ask me for any money. Damn straight. I'd never do that. Mm -hmm. It's $1,000 up front. Right. Give me a second. It's in my room safe. I take cash, chips, and the Navy Federal Credit Union rewards card. <laughs> At this point, I needed to establish he could leave the room and go into the bedroom. Now, I wanted to do this at least once before the phone call with the president because that would have been too convenient. All of a sudden, he has to leave. Whereas if he has left once before and gone back and forth, then it's kind of a convention and uh, it doesn't stand out as much. But that meant a stall while he was in the room. So now I had Nicole go over to the table and take a look at the car show brochures because I needed to, number one, reintroduce that. And number two, I had to make it legit that he was somebody that she could believe was important, important enough to have this kind of big suite and important enough to pay for a high-priced hooker like herself. And so I wanted to set that up so that it would lead her to think that he was a big executive in the car industry. So uh, you went to the car show? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe the way those women just stand around and model. I mean, it's like they're props. They're half-dressed, you know, pieces of meat. 
It's pathetic. Don't they have any self-respect? Whores. There you go. Oh, thanks. Drop in a bucket, but maybe it'll help a little bit. Yeah, no worries. I have other money coming in. I just signed a book deal with Harper Collins. I'm writing a juicy expose on all the celebrities I've done. <laughs> Say again? I'm writing my memoirs, you know, telling tales, naming names. I was the first girl Donald Trump ever called a pig. Oh, dear God. Yeah, you know, I'm dishing on movie stars, TV stars, politicians. Hot the NFL. I'm calling it If Those Lips Could Talk. <laughs> okay, I love to keep the pressure applied on my characters. I love to tighten the vice. So... She has a book deal. Good thing you're not famous, huh? Yeah, right. What do you do, Danny? Who, me? I, uh... Car industry, I'm guessing. Uh, yes, exactly. That's it, uh, exactly. That's it, exactly. From the looks of this suite, I'd say you're a pretty major player. <laughs> yeah, I'm a vice president uh, at Ford. Mm -hmm. Auto safety. I'm in charge of uh, auto safety uh, at Ford. <laughs> Ford makes those hot Mustangs, right? Yeah, but I don't get any kind of an employee discount. Did I ask you to get me a deal on a car? <laughs> Jesus, I just asked if Ford makes Mustangs. What is with you? Uh, you know what? I jumped the gun again. I'm sorry. Come on already. Jeez. I only ask because I have an issue with those Mustangs. The way the gear shift is located between those two seats, it makes it almost impossible to give a guy a blowjob on one of those things. <laughs> okay, so this sets up the phone call with the president... And it continues to keep him off guard. In a former life, I must have killed Gandhi. I mean, if that's the case, what's the point of a dude even owning a Mustang? Because otherwise, it's just a shitty Ford. <clears throat> you know what? I'll, I'll look into that. I'm involved in a lot of other safety projects right now. But, you know, I will look into that. Like what? What do you mean? What else are you working on? What other projects? Still got eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Well, we're testing a device that determines whether a driver is too fatigued or inebriated to continue. You see, it remembers his normal behavior, and sensors will actually shut the car off if his driving becomes too erratic. So there seems to be some objection to that, so there's going to be some Senate hearings and that sort of thing. And at stake is whether a driver should be warned or not first, you see. so. You know what, you're right. Why don't you let me stroke you and see if we can get this thing cranking already? <laughs> You know, I, I, I think I'm starting to feel something. Over vehicle sensors? <laughs> Middle age. Let me slip into the bathroom there. You know, I got a couple of condoms back there. You do that, Tiger. <laughs> okay. A couple's being optimistic. I thought it would be fun to turn the tables on him. Remember, earlier, he was listening to her, and he wasn't remotely interested. I thought it would be kind of fun for her to listen to him same story. Then I needed a device to get him out of the room. And once he was out of the room, you know, you got the phone call. Now, the phone call is really a classic convention of misdirection. She thinks she's talking to the president of Ford. And in fact, she's talking to the president of the United States. And I had to make it very clear to the audience that it was the president of the United States, which is why I do the thing where she's going, please hold for the president, 
which is something that always occurs when the president of the United States calls you. He usually doesn't just pick up the phone himself, although the guy we have now, God knows what the fuck he does. Anyway, what is tricky is all of her lines have to sound to him like she's actually talking to the U.S. president. So some of the lines had to have double meanings, things like doing it in the house and the first lady. And then Dan comes back into the room and now he grabs the phone. And again, here's another comic convention. And that is the character who is trying to tap dance and perform damage control. And it's always fun to see a character squirm and trying to get out of situations. So that's what that was about, seeing Dan trying to wrangle his way out of trouble. Hello, Dan's phone. Oh, he's just in the other room. What's that? Sure, I'll, I'll wait. Please hold for the president. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. President. Yeah, he'll be back in just a sec. Listen, while I've got you, when was the last time you got a blowjob in one of your cars? I mean, you can't just keep whipping it out in the house, right? Aren't you the one who said, go further with Ford? Who are you talking to? The president. The president? See, because here's oh, what you're going to find. Shit. The first lady who does it to you is going to strain Give her neck. <laughs> hello, hi. Mr. President, hi, it's Dan. I'm sorry, there's been a slight misunderstanding. <laughs> uh, no, that's a producer with Fox News. I'm about to call her bureau chief next, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea why she's asking you about blowjobs. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's Fox News. When does proof ever matter, right? <laughs> uh, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, Yes, yes, I talked to Maury and Sheldon, and it took a little bit of arm twisting, but they will support the bill. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you're right. Uh, if it's between two consenting adults, what uh, business is it of foxes? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for calling, sir. It is always an honor, and you have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you. All right. Bye now. What the fuck? What the fuck is right? I was just talking to the President of the United States? Yes! Cool! You just asked the leader of the free world whether he gets a Hummer in a car! If Ann Curry had asked that question, she'd still be on the Today Show. <laughs> this could not possibly get any worse. You're someone famous, aren't you? And once again, I'm wrong. <laughs> so who are you, a senator? Congressman? Vice President? You don't recognize the Vice President of the United States? <laughs> Not by face. <laughs> Miss, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Now I felt it was time for a new story turn. He calls it off. He's had enough before anything happens. But I had another issue. If the premise was that he was waiting 20 minutes for the Viagra to kick in, you figure at some point the Viagra has to kick in and I needed a decent payoff for it. I still keep the money. Yeah, that's fine. Just go. All right, you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. For the record, mm -hmm. we never did anything. Okay, see ya. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Now it kicks in. <laughs> Wait. Yeah? I still needed her to leave, but I thought this hiccup would better set up the ending. 
Okay, it would be fun for her to like lay out all of the risks, all of the dangers, and still he can't help himself. Which, of course, is true for all of us guys. Okay. Okay, what? You can stay. Are you serious? You men are fucking unbelievable. You could get caught. You could end up in my book. Maybe destroy your entire career. Everything you've ever worked for. Yet you would still risk it all just to get laid. Although, yes, by the girl of your dreams. (laughs) But still, what is with you? How can you be so smart yet so insanely dumb? You know what? You're right. I'm an idiot. Thank you very much. It was very nice meeting you. Use your head, dipstick. It's a brutal world. Yes, don't I know it. You know, again, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Call your kids. Praise Jesus. Rub one out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. I just survived a tornado. Surprised I didn't see cows flying by. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now I know why my voters believe in you. You have saved me from utter disaster. Oh, who am I kidding? (laughs) Yes, yes. Could you send me up another escort to the Executive King Suite, please? Suite, suite. What? No, two hours is too long. Four hours and I'll be in the ER. (laughs) Listen to me. This is Senator Daniel J. Muldoon. One call from me and I can have you fired, audited, and enrolled in Obamacare. (laughs) That's what I thought. Just make sure she's up here and quick. Notice when he's on the phone, he asks for another escort. I'm trying to mislead the audience so they don't automatically think it's going to be Nicole again. But now I needed a stall because realistically, you know, he can't get off the phone and two seconds later, there's a hooker. And I figure, okay, what am I going to do? Then I thought, again, just keeping the pressure applied on the guy. He gets a call from his wife. Now, how do you establish that on the phone? Because you don't want to say, Gloria, how's my wife today? So that's why you'll notice in the speech, he says, "Uh, are the kids okay? because that pretty well establishes that he's talking to his wife. But what is the context of the call? I thought, well, again, just tightening the vice a little bit more, uh, that the wife is very upset because friends of theirs had gotten divorced because the husband had cheated. And based on her extreme reaction, you get the sense that if she ever caught Dan cheating, oh, my God. And while he's reassuring her, there's a knock at the door. And, of course, he's trying to hustle her off the phone to get to the hooker. Hello. Hey, Gloria. Hi, honey. How are you? Yeah, you know, this isn't really a great time, honey. I was just about to turn in, you know. And uh, what's the matter? Why are you crying? The kid's okay? Okay, good, good. Well, what's the matter then? The Bergmans are getting a divorce. Okay, uh, he cheated on her. I see. Okay, well, I've never heard you talk like that before, honey. Uh, uh, you, yes, it's horrible, and he's an asshole, and he'll get his, And but that's them. That's not us. I would never do anything like that to you. You know, honey, I've got to go. I've got the president on the other line. Yeah. 
No, no, he can't call back. No. Okay, you know, we'll talk about this again tomorrow, okay? I love you. Yep, just you, only you, nobody but you, honey. Okay, bye-bye. Senator Daniel J. Muldoon. <laughs> or should I say, Chapter 10. How would you like to be state treasurer? <laughs> All right, there you have it. That was my basic game plan for waiting for go. Also, I like a nice flow with the dialogue, and I try to jam in as many laughs as I possibly can. And throughout the process of rehearsal, I just keep refining it and adding more jokes and changing jokes and just trying to make it as tight and as funny as I possibly can. Our thanks to Paul Pape and to Liz Bliss, my fine cast. And also, since this is the end of this particular podcast... Our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler, Howard Hoffman, John Wolford, and Randy Thomas. So, it's an experiment. What'd you think? You can write me. You can write me anytime at hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Hollywood and Levine. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Ken Levine. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Hollywood. 